Hey everyone, it's Keith. So it's October 2022 and I am back home in Los Angeles, settling in, getting my place organized, trying to get my mind around all the details of daily life, feeling a bit distracted and put off from my other tasks and responsibilities like recording this podcast. My energy has been waxing and waning and uh, I'm trying to get a better grip on that. I'm starting to walk on my foot, so um, yeah, without crutches. And I hope that uh, having this blood circulating will get me more back into some sort of normalcy. It's kind of like um, whenever there's like a huge event in the world, like COVID or 9/11 or something, and it's like a new normal, and we always like wish we could go back to like the way it was or something. It wasn't like I had all this energy then either. I mean, I guess I did, but um, I don't know. I, <laughs> I can't say that like I would be as productive as I want to if I was totally healthy either. It's hard to say. Energy is, again, the theme of today's podcast. It's kind of a part two from the one I did a few weeks ago on energy. I focused last time on discussing resources and powering our energy grid to produce electricity and fuel. And that's just a huge discussion. So I spent basically the hour talking about that and I kind of didn't fully address the other two kind of definitions that I proposed of energy. I was talking about how I think of energy in these three ways. The first one being as electricity or fuel. And then these other two to be a little more um, amorphous, ambiguous. I think of my own energy kind of like with fuel, definitely not with electricity, but like in my own body, do I have the energy to take a walk? Do I have the energy to go to a party late into the night? Do I have the energy to plan a trip? You know, this sort of stuff. And I've been thinking about that still a lot. Um, gone are the days, I think, of having just boundless, unlimited energy personally, which... I think is a sign that I'm not as youthful as I once was. And um, I think anyone that's past the age of 27 understands that feeling. It's something to mourn a bit because, you know, that whole phrase, youth is wasted on the young. Part of what makes youth so great and exciting and vibrant is that boundless energy. And um, I just think losing that is is quite something, you know, it's something to mourn, I think. Uh, be that as it may, we still do have some energy and I think it then becomes like how to uh, partition it, how to use it accordingly and how to store it and restore it. So I think about a lot, a lot about that kind of stuff these days, you know, like sleep and making sure I get a full night's rest. I will say as I, as I get older, um, I need less sleep, which I think is weird. Like, I remember in my 20s, like, sleeping nine or ten hours, just staying in bed all day on the weekends and, like, getting up, like, past noon and just never wanting to wake up, like, in the mornings, even on weekdays and eschewing whole careers that demanded of me to be at an office at a certain time because it was just so damn important to me to rest 
you know? I remember how much I hated having to wake up for school as a kid. And I really, really take that seriously as a, as a policy point that I still support to have school days start later for children because it's just so unhealthy to like rest kids out of their sleep, out of slumber at like 7 a.m. Just barbaric to me. Um, and yet these days, you know, I'll go to bed by like 1 or 2 a.m. and I'll be up around 9 and I'll look at my sleep cycle app and it will tell me that I was in bed for like 7 and a half or 8 hours but I was only asleep for like 6 hours. And that's so strange to me because I, and I like, when I look at that in the morning, I just think, mm, man, I wish I could have another hour and a half and hit that seven and a half hour mark, which I'm used to doing. And nowadays it doesn't happen as much. And I just get up after six hours of sleep. And oftentimes I'm waking up in the middle of the night from like, you know, stirring dreams and stuff. And I just, I don't know, I really value sleep. And I think it's a big part of having energy. Also just in terms of health, you know, I read recently that um, poor quality sleep or a lack thereof is associated with Alzheimer's and dementia and that there is something like, you know, some sort of gray matter or fluid in the brain that good sleep washes away and this accumulation of that fluid is correlated. I don't know. I don't think it's causal per se, but it's correlated with losing your mind and, um, you know, it makes sense to me. It makes sense to me. I mean, I, I can't, you know, don't get your medical knowledge from me, but look that up. I, I just think that good sleep is so healthy for the brain, and I I really value it right now, and I, I prioritize it, and yet I can't get it as much as I want it. That's so what I'm used to. Um, other than that, like, just storing energy and not spending, not expending my energy on frivolous things, you know, like really trying to be efficient and economical if I'm running errands, not to like ruin my whole day sitting around in traffic or running around town and getting into a bad mood and just wasting all this energy, you know. Um, I just think about that kind of stuff a lot now. I think I've always thought about that part, being efficient and, you know, trying to maintain um, my poise and composure and stay focused and you know, just harness good energy. And I guess that kind of ties into this third definition of energy that I want to talk about maybe the most. Maybe we can just transition to this. Energy as a belief system. Now, I'm not the only one that believes in energy in this way. It's kind of a new age way of thinking, um, kind of a hippie philosophy, as it were. And I don't think we all mean the same thing necessarily, but it's in the ballpark. And I would put my belief system in, in this camp of kind of this new age way of thinking about things. You know, it's like part pseudoscience, parts, you know, airy-fairy, you know, dreamy philosophy. But there's something to be said about the facts, as Einstein discussed, that energy doesn't ever really disappear or vanish and you can't create new energy out of nothing you know like when you make a fire it's taking the the dormant potential energy out of flint and wood and turning it into actual energy of fire you know everything that exists was born from something else you know so that if when a flower blossoms it's harnessing the energy of water and air or sea, CO2, 
and uh, turning that into these plant cells that bloom. And I remember this kind of basic science, maybe not perfectly, I didn't bone up for this episode, so again, don't, don't rely on me for your scientific knowledge, but I think we've all heard something like this, right? And I think it just also makes sense in the world, like between people. And <laughs> I can't believe I'm going to re- uh, refer- refer- reference this of all things as a <laughs> as a keystone of my philosophy. But if you recall the movie The Sixth Sense with Bruce Willis and Haley Joel Osment, where the little boy sees dead people, I kind of want to use this as the example right now of like my belief system in energy. It's kind of a sixth sense or a sort certain like other sense, a paranormal sense of life and the universe. We all know of our five senses and I really, really care about these things because I think that so much of truth can be derived from phenomena that we experience through our sight, especially, and sound and touch for sure. Smell and taste, <laughs> you know, I'm less I'm less interested in those two, but of course I would very much mourn the loss of them. Um, they're not as key and integral to my personal lifestyle, but I'm very sensory based in any case. I really believe in what I see and I really, uh, I trust it and I demand evidence that I can perceive. So this is a big deal to me. Um, why am I talking about this? There are other senses that we have, right? We have like these other intuitions and perceptions that are kind of like, I think it was actually um, discussed, um, not necessarily proven, that we actually have like a myriad of other senses, like the sense of somebody standing right behind you, you know, like we can sense that. It's like a spatial sensibility, or if somebody is like talking about us, like we can sense that. Um, These kind of things, you know, like after an encounter with a group of friends, maybe if like you felt something off, or maybe somebody made a certain comment or joke and it like hit the group a certain way and it like just like pinged in like a, you know, strange metallic way and it sticks with you, you know, and then you kind of sense that the vibe is off. This is energy. This is what I'm talking about with energy. And it's not created out of nothing. It's, it's real. It's just invisible, so to speak. And yet we can, we do perceive it. I think we can sense it, even though it's not, you know, it's not of sight and sound and touch. It's, it's something that's there. And this is what I'm talking about that I believe in. And I think even ghosts to just elaborate a little more on this idea from the Sixth Sense film. I think ghosts are real in an energetic sense. And, uh, you know, this is the month of Halloween, so I think I'll, I'll meditate on this topic for a second. I don't mean to say that, like, my dead grandmother's ghost is floating around in the world and that you can see it as an apparition and that it looks like a white cloth over a body, or it looks like half invisible or like ectoplasm. I'm not talking about that kind of ghost. And I don't think that like a ghost can like turn on and off a light. You know what I mean? But what I do mean is that if you walk into a house and it feels haunted, 
like if your like <laughs> skin starts to like tingle and your hair stands up on the back of your head, like it's actually happening to me right now. This is a real thing. This is this is a real thing. It's in your head, so to speak. But when people describe this sort of thing to me, I do not think that they're crazy or schizophrenic or like psychotic. I don't think that they're totally making things up. I think that they there really is a, uh, an intuition of energy shifts. Now, look, <laughs> I reserve the right to remain skeptical in any case. Um, you know, I don't necessarily believe in like ghost hunters and stuff like that. I don't mean like ghosts like that. I don't think that like um, a priest can go into a house and feel the fact that a hundred years ago people were murdered in the house and that he can like banish the demons with a prayer. Not necessarily, but if if you were in a house and you were like perturbed by the the vibe there, the vibrations, and you needed to like do something about it, I think that that's real. Like I think that whatever vibes you sense in a sense are real to you. Like if you say the energy is off in this room, there's a lot of reasons that can be the case, right? I mean, it could be like a slaughterhouse from back in the day, or, or it could just be that the chi is weird because of the furniture and the plants are like in the room in an awkward way, or maybe the color palette is just all off, right? Like there's a lot of ways that energy can be off in a room. And there's a, I'm sure there's a lot of ways that energy can be on. There's not just one way. But it's important to think about that, in my opinion, because I believe in this stuff. I believe in the energy of a room, you know. Um, I believe that, like, having lights too bright affects the energy. You know, it keeps a frequency a little too high on the electromagnetic spectrum or something. I believe that mood lighting is real and it works because it sets a mood and that moods create better energy. Bad moods create worse energy. So... We can play with this stuff in real life applications. And I think just when you recognize that, you have to admit that vibes are real, like the vibrations. Uh, that comes from this idea of like, you know, like wavelengths, like in the electromagnetic field. And like I said, this is pseudoscientific because like I'm throwing around these words as if I know about um, physics <laughs> to this depth. Um, which I don't, I'm going to be honest, I know very little, I know some, I know color theory, and I know, I understand how things go from liquid to solid and gas and stuff like that. And I'm just kind of proposing that there is this other realm, this other state that matter can be in. Or maybe it's not matter, maybe I could admit, I don't want to say that it's matter, matter could probably only be in those three states. And maybe plasma, was that a fourth state that matter could be in? Regardless, let's just say it's solid, liquid, and gas. But there is this fourth state of being, let's say, and it's more, uh, it's invisible, and it's more like just in the energy field somehow. And I would be interested to have a scientist weigh in on this, um, you know, because I could easily just call bullshit on somebody talking like this also. Um, things can get a little too hippy-dippy for me in this realm, but but... Yet, I do affirm that energy is a thing. 
and that it's created through the transformation of other kinds of energy. And when you're organizing a little party, each person that shows up at that party is bringing a certain energy. And the bigger the party is, perhaps that energy is diluted so that if you're in a bad mood and you go to a big party, it's okay. You're not going to ruin the vibes there. But maybe because the party is so big and its vibes are fun, that it will shift your mood into a good mood, you know? But if it's like a small gathering or if it's just like one or two people that you're meeting up with and they're in a bad mood, then you're going to feel that energy and it could bring you down unless you're feeling so charming and affirmative that you actually are able to bring them up, right? And so this is very apparent to me because, you know, <laughs> I'm having mood swings like hell um, throughout much of my life, but these days for sure. And my friends are as well. And it, it's just very clear that like, depending on the moods of each person that we will create kind of like a bad energy or a good energy, depending on the night, you know? And then whenever you throw into that, you know, whether it be more drinks or a change of environment to this kind of bar or maybe going to the park or, you know, visiting this other friend, the energy can shift. And we all, we like to play with that, you know, as people, I think we, we are subconsciously aware of these possibilities. And, um, you know, we think, oh, we should get back in touch with this person. It'll be fun. And we're kind of like psyching ourselves into it, you know, pumping ourselves up. Like the energy will be good and I'm going to manifest it now. I'm believing in it. It'll be good to go and visit this person and I'm going to bring good energy because it'll be a nice afternoon. So, yeah. This is kind of it. This is kind of what I'm thinking about that I, you know, in life, like right now in October, like I'm thinking about Halloween and I'm wondering what I'll do, if anything. I haven't celebrated it in years. It's been nice being in Europe, to be honest, and not having to worry about it. It's not my favorite holiday. It's a, it's a kid's holiday and it's a party holiday. So insofar as there are some parties happening and some friends that I want to hang out with, I'm looking forward to to fun and for my foot to be in a good place with it i'm looking forward i want to manifest good energy for that weekend right i'm apprehensive because it's like there it comes with some burden right there's some burden some energy with like a costume or like the plans of like you know there's some pressure on having fun so that's stuff that i'm aware of and then moving into the winter, it's like energy sort of like dies down. It's not to say that you can like get rid of energy or that it disappears, but it like it transforms into this more like heavy, you know, sedate energy. Um, and we all start hibernating and taking it easier. And we all kind of know that, right? Like the seasons are kind of based on knowing that. Um, you know, like with the harvest, with the autumn right now, all of that potential energy of soil and nutrients into plants with, you know, water through irrigation and all this, it becomes actual energy when you harvest these plants and that energy turns into food, which then turns into energy put into our bodies, which fuels us. And then in, in a way, like the, the land dies, you know, it becomes barren or un untillable <laughs> and you know whatever besides like root vegetables and stuff that grow in the winter but you know it's a time of like 
storing up all of that energy and maybe even hibernating like a bear who literally just sleeps through the winter. And then waiting for a rebirth, waiting for spring, at which time all that resting energy becomes kinetic again, becomes um, potential and combustible and uh, fun. And, you know, I like the, like, the ties in with, like, paganism and how, like, the the lunar cycles and the seasonal cycles play into this kind of stuff. Um, you know, like, I'm not into <laughs> astrology. I don't think, like, when you're born says anything about you in particular. But there's something there that I can appreciate in terms of what I'm talking about. Like, this cosmic sense of things, this, this universality of energy, the way that... You know, we are but conduits and vessels for energy to, like, work its way through. I think there's something there. I don't like to get too specific about it and too nerdy about it, you know? Like, in a way, it's like I'm on the page with, like, tarot and astrology insofar as, like, yeah, a knight of cups, you know? Um, the, you know, the king of wands or whatever they are. Like, these are, like, kind of archetypes that make sense to me you know like I think like the death card or like as a rebirth card or whatever this stuff is like I like these archetypes I like believing in kind of you know gods and ghosts in this very abstract like literary kind of way but not in a literal way not actually not like you really are this thing because you were born on this date in this year like that's kind of silly and it gets like a little too nerdy frankly it's like you get caught up in these details and it you know it's like a lot of things like it's like with anything there's just different ways of like there's distance that i require in any sort of endeavor and it's it's healthy to keep some distance with this talk of energy it's healthy to think of it in a sort of passing way to maybe meditate on it and think like what's best for me and for everyone energetically what kind of energy should i be putting out into the world you know like um to like rehash some of your past mistakes and not not get too forlorn and regretful about it per se you know ruining such things can be to utmost detriment for all of us but we've all made mistakes right and when we think about those mistakes it's like the energy was off, we threw off the energy, we even changed the course of history because of how we've behaved, you know. And, you know, we do have agency in this world. We have, our, our actions matter because they they interact with other things. I think a lot about, like, you know, like, atoms and how, you know, you have this, like, um these neutrons and these protons in this kind of nucleus of like um, an atom that makes up all stuff. And then you have these electrons bouncing all around as like the wild energy. And again, I'm not gonna like sound the smartest on my chemistry knowledge here or my physics, but I do know that like certain um, elements on the periodic table uh, certain elements are more balanced than others because they have, um, let's say, eight electrons instead of seven. Seven electrons will always be looking for that extra one, you know, and they'll bond well with, with atoms that have just that one electron. 
stuff like that makes sense to me because it's like it's the same in the world with people you know what i mean like if you're out in the world trying to date and get a career and stuff like that like you have all this like energy because you are missing electrons you are not uh you you're not at rest you're not stable because you have um this sort of like open slot that you still need to fill in life something like that and that people that become like you know stable have like achieved these things energetically you know also practically so i like to think about it like that um you know like i i think that energy makes a lot of sense when you think about interpersonal relationships um when you think about you know love and the kind of energy you're putting out and the kind of energy you're willing to receive um you know we're always kind of like advertising ourselves and we don't always know which customers we're going to have sometimes it's not who we expect but it's like that is the energy that matches yours perhaps or not maybe the energy's off and all your friends know it and tell you because it's just like not making sense and that the vibe is never quite stable never quite right when you're hanging out together but maybe for you you don't see it like that because you know maybe it scratches the right itch and it does calm you in a certain way even if it's maybe you're used to bad energy you know like i think that's another possibility that some of us through our fucked up childhoods might just be accustomed to having a certain off energy and that we try and recreate that in our lives you know just a little dark and unfortunate i think that's what therapy is for so that you can like really suss out a sort of healthier resting state for yourself a sort of balance that the right kind of person can join you in versus recreating something terrible <laughs> i do think a lot of the like worst relationships that you or i could think of are a consequence of bad energy harmonizing because it's what they confuse as good energy. Um, what else can I say about it? Yeah, it's very real to me with people. It's real to me in, in situations, like in rooms. I have a very sensitive you know, perception of place and um, space. So, like, I feel, like, very attuned to reading this kind of energy. Driving around, I'm very attuned to, like, traffic as energy. Um, at the dog park, if a lot of dogs are barking, you know, like, it can be corresponding with the weather. I think animals pick up on that kind of energy. There's all these kind of, like, amorphous ways. And, you know, perhaps this is something I can, like, think about stronger and more seriously if you guys are interested because it's something that you know i actually did my my master's in fine arts thesis on this topic as a photographer and video maker like this is really what i care about capturing this is like i'm like very interested in creating moods uh around this idea of energy like of serenity you know serenity is a is a very excitedly low state of energy it's like it's something i believe in as like um you know like a calm sea you know with the with a with a blue sky or even like a somewhat cloudy sky there's something at balance for me 
um, there's something that that says visually that corresponds with this certain kind of energy that I really like. The, what, the interplay of light and shadow, uh, you know, in the afternoon through tree branches onto a deck, you know, that creates a certain energy that speaks to me. I think it speaks to all of us. It's like being attuned to nature in a way. And nature is full of frantic energy and weird energy, but also peace. And I think it's good to like know, know how to notice that and then to be able to like control it and to play with it. I think that's what humans do. I think that's what society does. It controls these natural energies and it makes them more stable and reliable for um, groups of people, for civilizations to thrive. So I'm going to keep this short. I think I've said enough about it. I think it's, I think I, I guess I hope that these kind of thoughts, these meandering thoughts of mine can land in your body and inspire you in some way to think about energy in your life, to think about how, how it manifests about how about your agency with it, you know, and how we we all affect each other in in what kind of energy we put out. So yeah, that's it. I'll leave it there. A little short one. And I'll be back sooner than later with my next episode. Until then, guys. Ciao.